Hey girlfriend, welcome to the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. This is your host, Chelsea Caller. We will be talking all things health, fitness, life, and relationships. This podcast is for the woman wanting to find her happiest, healthiest, and most confident self without flipping her life upside down or sacrificing the things she loves most in order to do it. I am so excited to have you here. Now, lady, let's get to it. Welcome to episode number 47 of our Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. I am so blessed to be introducing you guys to Courtney Tucker as her and I talk about her experience during pregnancy and after pregnancy and prioritizing her health during that time. We have so many golden nuggets in here coming from Courtney because we follow her journey from prior to pregnancy through pregnancy during labor and her postpartum journey here now. And I think that you guys are just gonna have so many takeaways. We talked about the physical aspect and exercise and nutrition as far as it goes with pregnancy. And then we talked about her experience as far as preparing herself mentally for what's going on. And I just know that you are going to love having a listen. Before we dive into this episode, I want to go ahead and tell you a little bit about Court. She was a personal trainer for a while in person and shifted out of that role as a personal trainer and became a six-figure online health coach. Beyond her health coaching career, she moved into more business coaching and now she teaches health and fitness professionals how to start, build, and scale their businesses online. As a mompreneur, she's worked to find a beautiful balance between caring for her daughter, prioritizing her health, and growing her business. And her mission, which is beautiful, is to help women build businesses that give them the time, location, and financial freedom so they can live life on their terms. It is so exciting for me to be able to introduce you to court and bring you into this podcast. She is awesome. I'm going to go ahead and turn on into the episode. Hello, you guys. Welcome to episode number 47 of the DM Happy, DM Healthy podcast. I am so excited to be here with Courtney. I know you learned a little bit about her in the intro there, but I absolutely want Courtney to give her perspective on who she is. And I'm just so excited. I was just telling her before we hit record that I'm so excited to talk about this topic because I think it applies to so many women and especially women who are listening to the podcast in the DM Happy, DM Healthy Fitness membership. So I just can't wait to dive in. Welcome, Courtney, and thanks for being here. If you want to just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and who you are, what you do, and then we'll go from there. I'm so excited. Awesome. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here. So a little bit about me. I am 31 years old. I'm a new mom to our almost three-month-old daughter, Winnie. Um, I'm a wife of almost four years to my amazing husband, Zach. We are from St. Louis. Um, I was born and raised there, but we moved just last year to a small mountain town in Colorado and found out we were pregnant two weeks after we moved. (laughs) So that was a (laughs) surprise for us. Um, Professionally, I am an online business coach. I work with uh, primarily health, fitness, and wellness professionals, teaching them how to start, build, and scale their businesses online. So I really um, have this mission to just empower entrepreneurs to make a ton of money doing work that they love while also having a massive impact and living a life of 
freedom and fulfillment. So that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, I love it. And I guess I should mention that I got connected to Courtney through Megan. Uh, Megan has been on the podcast, you guys, and I've talked about her several times, my business coach, Megan, and that's how Courtney and I got connected. And so it's been really fun to watch her over the last couple years. And then once she got pregnant and just like really prioritized her health and everything, it just like drew me to her because I thought it was just so inspiring how she's handling, handled herself during pregnancy as far as her health and self-care and after. So Court, I know um, personally that you used to be a health and fitness coach. So tell us a little bit just about your health and fitness journey in general outside of pregnancy. What were things like prior to this point? And then we can kind of shift into the whole idea of like how things might have changed. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, like Chelsea said, I was a um, health and online health and fitness coach prior to starting my business. But I would say my journey with health and fitness started long before that. So I was always very active growing up, but I would say it was in my later years of high school and into college that I started really developing an unhealthy relationship with food and with my body and just really starting to want to change my body for what I now know are the wrong reasons and really um, starting to control my food and count calories and restrict my food. And I just went down this um, negative path that I know so many women fall into um, in diet culture. So I definitely got worse through college. Um, and there was, I would say like a five year span where I was just on this roller coaster of wanting to lose weight, obsessing over the scale. Um, and just like I said, having a super unhealthy relationship with food, with my body, with exercise. And it started to impact every area of my life from my relationships to my social life, to my schooling. And it just continued consumed me, which I'm, I'm sure some of your listeners can relate to. So in 2014 is when I finally started to really seek help. And I wasn't diagnosed with an eating disorder, nothing like that. I would just describe it more as disordered eating and like overconsumed thoughts with food. And I started to seek help. I hired a coach and really started to feel more empowered around food and starting to really learn how to fuel my body to be healthy versus caring so much about calories and just wanting to lose weight. So that was really when my relationship with food um, and fitness and my own body started to change. And an unexpected consequence from all of this was I just developed this passion for the industry and specifically for helping other women to kind of overcome some of these struggles that I had overcome because I saw how much it had negatively impacted my life and then how much my life changed for the better once I did seek help. And so at the time, I actually went to school for elementary education, which now everybody's like, what? Like you're all over the place? <laughs> yeah, I totally, totally am. So I went to school for elementary education. I was a teacher for five years and somewhere between my fourth and fifth year teaching, I was like, I really feel called to go into this space of health and fitness and help people in this way. And so what that looked like at that time was I just got a personal training certification and started doing some personal training on the you know evenings and weekends. I got certified to teach group exercise classes. So I was doing that at you know 6 a.m. before I would go teach a full day of school. And then I would personal train clients in the evenings. And that was my life for about a year. And it was a really scary thing for me to 
leave teaching to step into this space, but I just felt really passionate about it and called to do it. So my last year, um, I finished up my the school year in the spring of 2016 and left and went full time into fitness. I built up my book of personal training clients over the next year. And then a year later was when I started in the online space. And that was where I really felt like I could have the biggest impact in um, helping women all over the country and all over the world with their health and fitness. And so that was kind of how it all transpired for me, but has definitely been an incredibly transformative journey that I still have a passion for, even though now I've shifted into business coaching. Um, like I said, I work with a lot of health and fitness and wellness professionals. So indirectly, I feel like I'm still helping a lot of people in this industry. Yeah. And it's so cool how that, that's what I was just going to say. It's like how that impact has evolved for you, how initially you're making the impact on yourself and figuring things out for yourself and then reaching out for that support and then how it evolved into you helping others. And now you helping others help others. It's so cool how the impact changes. So with your health and fitness court, it is such an amazing journey. And I can fully relate to like having that poor relationship. I like how you called it like disordered eating instead of saying like, we you weren't diagnosed with like an eating disorder, but mentally it just like consumed your thoughts. And I can totally relate to that at one point in my health and fitness journey. And when it comes to having maybe a past poor relationship with food or poor relationship with exercise and then finally like getting the reins on things and as someone who's not pregnant nor has ever been pregnant but wants to be eventually I always sometimes have that worry in the back of my mind of where my thoughts will be and how I'll feel when I am pregnant and balancing that whole idea of like rest and exercise and how like mentally I'll handle that because my life will be so much different and my body will be changing. How, how did you deal with that? And how, like, how was that at first? And how did you kind of find your groove? Well, that's such a good question. You know, I told you I started kind of um, down this path of healing my disordered eating back in 2014. But I do think that it's something we always live with. I don't think it's something that we ever can just say I'm 1000% healed and I never think about calories or I never obsess over exercise. Mm -hmm. So it definitely is an ongoing practice to, to let go of some of that control. And like I said, we weren't trying to get pregnant. And so mm -hmm. I hadn't thought about it leading up to it. So when we found out we were pregnant, it was kind of the first I started to think about those things about how my body would be changing. What's crazy and what I, I didn't expect was that it was like a switch flip. It was like becoming pregnant and recognizing and understanding that my body was no longer just for me. My body mm -hmm. was now for another life and to grow a human. I immediately shifted fully into caring as much and as well as I could for that growing being inside of me. And I think I just attribute that to being like a motherly instinct, right? Uh -huh. And so my nutrition, the way I was nourishing my body and the exercise that I was doing, I had this totally different perspective, I guess not totally different, but it felt very different to where I wasn't worried about the size of jeans I could fit into any longer. And I really started to let go of those, you know, more vanity metrics, if you will, and caring more about 
am I putting food into my body that's going to nourish and grow this human? And am I putting enough food into my body? And am I doing movements that's going to help me prepare for a healthy pregnancy and a healthy labor and a healthy birth? And that was huge motivation for me because I, from the beginning, wanted to go about things as naturally as I possibly could when it came to the labor and birth. And I knew that the more that I physically prepared and conditioned my body for what is a marathon, I knew that I would be more likely able to do that. And so that was a huge motivation for me throughout pregnancy for sure. Yeah. I love that you said that you just kind of had that like shift of perspective. And I think that's so cool. And for someone who's never been through it, it's really something to look forward to something like exciting. Did you ever worry about overdoing it with activity? That's one fear that I have, I guess. And my people on my podcast know, I guess I said earlier, I hadn't been pregnant. I have been pregnant. I had a very early miscarriage. And I kind of like, I forget to call it a pregnancy because it was it all happened so quickly. But in those few weeks that I was pregnant prior to having the miscarriage, I had a lot of fear come up around like doing too much. Like, am I doing too much? Am I doing too little? Like, how do I find that balance between exercising and being sure that I'm moving my body, but also being being mindful that I don't want to like go out and run a marathon if I didn't wasn't running beforehand. <laughs> I mean, so how did how did you feel about that? Yeah, definitely. And I'm really sorry about about your loss. I haven't personally been through that, but I've had some Thank you. very close friends who have and it's I you know, it's just devastating. So I'm sorry for that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the way it looked in the beginning was very different than the way it looked at the end. And I ironically enough was actually more I think, concerned about overdoing it earlier on. Mm -hmm. And I think one reason is I was still capable of pushing myself, right? I was still, you know, your body hasn't really changed much. I was fortunate enough to not have, you know, the morning sickness or anything. So I felt great. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that I could really push myself was, you know, had me more concerned about potentially overdoing it. I wasn't at the time, you know, leading up to pregnancy doing any extreme exercise or anything anyway, but from everything I've researched, and I'm not a doctor, so do not like, you know, quote me on this, but from all the research I did, it's very safe to continue whatever exercise that you're doing prior to to pregnancy. And so I think my biggest concern with overdoing it was pushing myself further than I, than I had been doing prior to pregnancy. And then the second piece of that is I just knew that miscarriage rates are higher in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so for those reasons, yeah, I definitely had some concerns about overdoing it. And because of that, I really shifted what I was doing. So pre-pregnancy, my workouts, you know, consisted of moderate to heavy weightlifting and little bits of like hit high intensity um, interval training cardio. And in that first trimester, I stopped the hit altogether and I replaced it with just, you know, going for walks, doing more low intensity workouts. It was October at this point. So it was really nice outside. And I just focused on, on getting outside and replacing the high intensity with a little bit lower intensity. And then I cut back on um, my weights and just kind of did more light to moderate increased reps. And um, that way I felt like I was still getting, you know, the, the muscle fatigue and the pump that I was mm-hmm. looking for, but not yeah. overdoing it in any way. And then I added in prenatal yoga and that was huge for me throughout my entire pregnancy. I would highly, highly recommend that to any, um, you know, mom to be or, or pregnant woman. And that was pretty much 
my routine through, I would say, February. Mm-hmm. Um, so through my second trimester. And then into the third tri- trimester, my fitness looked very different. I, at this point, didn't have the concern about overdoing it so much, um, partly because I was just getting bigger and I wasn't able to do as much. Also, I forgot to mention this, or I did mention this, but something to point out is we had moved from the Midwest to Colorado and we're in a town that's at 8,000 feet altitude. Oh gosh. (laughs) So my body was also adjusting to the altitude change. And one of the Mm -hmm. symptoms when you're pregnant is this just having shortness of breath. So I never knew if it was the altitude or if it was the pregnancy, but I really couldn't do a lot of intense exercise just because my body was not adapted Mm -hmm. yet Mm -hmm. either. So into the third trimester, you know, I was, I was obviously getting bigger and we had the, the pandemic hit. So all the gyms closed. So mm-hmm. that was a large reason I stopped the weight lifting and just started doing body weight, you know, little circuits at home, long walks, and then the prenatal yoga. And that really just took me through the rest of pregnancy with, with that, you know, modification. Hey, 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 girl, taking a little mid-episode break to pop in and talk about a damn happy, damn healthy transformation and testimony. And today we are highlighting our amazing member named Allison. I am so excited to tell you about Allison's both physical and mental shifts as she has become a member of Damn Happy, Damn Healthy. Here is what she has to say. There are too many benefits and takeaways to pick just one, so I'll give you two. The first one is my mindset shift from feeling extreme guilt, anxiety, and feeling like I have to punish myself by working out harder when I eat a bad meal to having a mindset of it's okay and being able to remind myself that I need food that fuels my soul as well as food that blesses my body. The second thing is being able to work out from home and be pushed in my workouts. When I first started, I was using 8-pound weights and now I'm up to 15 pounds and sometimes am able to incorporate 20s. I have never been able to lift like that before and it is truly amazing for me. You guys... Allison is so incredible. I love this woman. She is a mom, a teacher, and just so incredible. And I could not be more proud of her and all that she has accomplished in her damn happy, damn healthy journey. If this resonates with you or if you're wanting more in terms of results when it comes to both your mindset around nutrition and life, but also your physical results as well too, then definitely click the link in the show notes to opt in for your no strings attached seven day free trial in the damn happy damn healthy fitness membership today it's just one click away and we are waiting for you yeah and i think it's amazing that you just stayed active all throughout i love that you brought up that i think so many women have that fear in early pregnancy about like overdoing it and you brought up that if you were doing what you were doing prior to then you aren't going to be overdoing it go don't go out and like try something new or push to a higher heart rate than what you have been doing and when I had my miscarriage, it's been over like a year and a half ago now. The doctor, that was one of my biggest pits in my stomach, kind of. I'm like, did this happen because I did something? Was there something wrong? Like, did I overdo it? Um, should I not have been exercised? Because I continued to exercise and she had looked me straight in the eye and she said, there is nothing that you did that caused this to happen. Like, if you weren't like exercising at a way higher intensity than you were prior to, then you did nothing wrong. And that like reassurance for women, I think, especially in early pregnancy is super important because when we 
maybe dive into a health and fitness journey and then make all these commitments and get to this like certain goal that we had to just like all of a sudden feel like we need to drop off or feel like now that we're pregnant, we need to put a halt on our fitness. We absolutely don't have to. And here you are like proof, like someone who was very active all throughout, even though it adapted and changed it changed as your body changed. It's still inspiring that you remained active the entire time. So I think that journey is really cool. And I love that you suggested the prenatal yoga. Did you have like a specific place or resource that you went and found that? Yeah, I actually found um, a girl named Sarah Beth on YouTube and she has tons of free content out on YouTube, but I enjoyed it so much that I actually ended up purchasing her app Mm -hmm. so I could have the whole extensive library and she has specific prenatal and postnatal yoga practices in there. So Sarah Beth Yoga, it's her app. I think it's like $30 a month. And to me, that was very, very much worth it to be able to have very specific, you know, prenatal workouts or prenatal yoga practices. So I wasn't worried about doing positions that I maybe shouldn't be doing because I'm certainly not like an advanced yogi, <laughs> but <laughs> me either. Um, yeah, that that <laughs> yeah that that got the job done. Something that you kind of just triggered is one of the things I think we, if you aren't already really in tune with your body, pregnancy will help you become super in tune with your body. If we just listen to our bodies, I think our bodies are so smart and our bodies are always giving us signs. So if your body feels like it can run, go for a jog do it. Your, your body knows, but the moment your body is giving you signs that you need to slow down or pump the brakes a little bit, I think we just need to honor those signals and, and slow down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's such a good piece of advice. I love that. Now that we're kind of shifting and learned about like your pregnancy journey and your activity during pregnancy and you guys, as far as the yoga goes, um, I just wrote that down and that will be, I'll tag Sarah's something in the show notes. So if you're looking for that and wanting to remember that, Sarah Beth, I know sometimes people are driving when you're listening to this, we got you. (laughs) So just go ahead and find the show notes after you're done listening and we have a resource for that. So now that you are postpartum and you've had Winnie and you are just like beyond the labor experience, I would love to hear about um, how you felt during labor. And I'm sure that a lot of the things that you did leading up to labor were huge influencers and in your delivery and how that went for you. So can you tell us a little bit about that journey? I know that you have a YouTube video all about it. So we should tag that too, because I watched the whole thing and I was, it was so interesting. I was like, this is awesome. So I will, I'll tag that too, you guys in court can tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. I I filmed a, a video going through kind of my whole labor and birth and just that whole experience because we did have a little bit of a unique experience having done a home birth which I know is kind of a foreign thing to a lot of people and it was to us when we went down this journey Um, so yeah I'll definitely include that link I would love for people to go check that out if they're interested but I had a a relatively and it's hard because this is my first pregnancy so I don't have anything to compare it to but from what I had learned and stories I had heard I had what I thought was a relatively easy and a relatively short labor considering it was our first child so Mm -hmm. I was in labor for probably all in all like eight to ten hours I wouldn't describe you know contractions as painful for me and I don't know that I can say I attribute that to like the fitness routine I had but I could say that I don't think it hurt. So I I think that there's a lot we can do to prepare physically 
But I think just as importantly as preparing ourselves mentally. And that was something I did a lot of also was I was intentional about consuming only positive birth experiences. I really prepared myself with how to breathe through labor and what to expect and what kinds of positions I could get into that would help to alleviate the um, discomfort that I was feeling and really just found affirmations and hypnobirthing is something that, that I learned a lot about and just anything that could make relieve a lot of the fear because I learned a lot about the fear, pain, tension cycle um, are you familiar with that? No, I'm not. Uh-uh. So the idea behind it, and it totally makes sense, is that if you are fearful about labor, then it creates more tension in our bodies, right? Okay. You're tense mm-hmm. up, which then creates more pain. Mm-hmm. And then when we feel more pain, we have fear. more fear, which creates more tension, which creates more pain. And so you get caught in this cycle. And so I knew that if I could minimize the fear and I could just surrender to what my body was going to do and trust that my body knew exactly how to birth this baby, then I knew that I would have less pain. Mm -hmm. And so that was also an area that I really focused on was just preparing myself mentally just as much as I prepared myself physically. I'm so glad that you shared that. (laughs) That's so important. And I'm not going to lie, like, this is so funny that you bring this up. Both my sister and I were just having this conversation I don't remember, probably a week or so ago about how we are so scared for like when we do have to deliver a baby. (laughs) And I'm glad that you brought it. And with anything, I talk about the mental side of things all the time, you guys. And of course, it applies to this sort of scenario too. And that makes perfect sense. I mean, fear triggers so many things physically in our body. And it's kind of like that fight or flight sort of mentality. And I think that's like really helpful and something that I hadn't really personally thought about. So thank you for that. And like I said, you guys, Courtney, um, even beyond what she's told us here, shares so much just like insight and experience as far as her labor goes inside that YouTube video. And I've watched it and it was so good. So I'll make sure to tag that in the show notes as well too. As you're kind of shifting now, we're just going through all the stages. You are definitely beyond, um, you. did you take six weeks, did you have six weeks off before you started being active? What were your feelings like in those first few weeks physically after having delivered Winnie and then stepping back into physical activity? What did that kind of look like and what does that look like for you now? Yeah, so... I know this is very different for every mom and even for every Mm -hmm. pregnancy. So I just, anyone listening, like, please don't compare any of my journey to yours or, you know, you have to, like I said, just listen to your body because I did have a, a natural delivery. I didn't have any tearing that made my recovery. Um, I think very easy compared to a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of other women. So I would say by 10 days after giving birth, I was like ready. Like I felt back to my normal self and I felt ready to roll. Thankfully, my midwife was like, nope, we're not going to let you, you know, go, go quite yet. <laughs> so I, um, you know, being like a go-getter wanted to like get back into it, but just, you know, gave myself a lot of grace and space to, you know, do other things and spend extra time with, you know, our new baby, which is just the most special thing in the world. So, but I would say around, you know, 10 days to two weeks, I I did start walking, we started going for family walks and pushing our stroller and um, really using it still as, 
recovery, but more of like an active recovery. And that's what I started doing. And then I would say around week four is when I started doing some very light postnatal yoga practices. Again, just being really cautious of, you know, a lot of change happens in your abdomen and obviously in your lower parts. And so just being really careful about what I was doing to not make anything worse. So walking yoga, and then it was about six weeks exactly when I decided to start doing a little bit more physical activity. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, even now, almost three months postpartum, I'm not doing any what I would call high intense workouts, I'm doing more low impact body weight exercises at home, partially because I'm not yet ready to return to a gym, I'm not ready because of, you know, COVID, but also because of Mm -hmm. I'm not ready to put our daughter with in daycare or anything like that yet. So I'm just doing what I can do at home. And that has been plenty for Mm -hmm. me at this point. And so yeah, low impact body weight exercises, still doing some yoga and then trying to walk every day. But that's kind of what my workouts look like now. Awesome. And I love that you point out, which you guys know on the podcast, I always say like every woman's version of healthy looks different. And I think that's something really important to think about throughout this pregnancy journey. I think we were talking about before we started and how once you're, um, you're following all these people who are either pregnant or having their babies. And it's like, if you're in this, we have to remember that our experience is going to be unique to us. And so what Courtney's experience has been like might be like, like helpful to you or might be um, insightful to you. You might have learned something from this, but always remember that your body is your body and it's going to respond and react exactly how it's supposed to. And your timing is just going to be perfectly divine and you don't have to worry about following someone else's timeline. So I love that you pointed that out. I'm really excited to ask you this last question because I mentioned to all of my guests, you guys, I always like to ask what is the most, what is like your most damn happy, damn healthy day and what that looks like. And I'm excited to ask you this, Court, because probably a year ago, I mean, that would be a very different answer. (laughs) And your life has changed so much in the last like few months, especially since having delivered. So now as a new mom, what has like shifted as far as what that day looks like? And just like start to finish, how would you describe your most damn happy, damn healthy day? Yeah, I love this question so much. And it's probably so fun for you to hear everyone's answers. It is, it is. you're, You're so right. Like things have changed so much. And I really had to, as someone who's like a type A, a planner who likes to have my days perfectly scheduled, that hasn't been realistic with an infant. And so I've had to really learn to be more flexible and let go of perfection and just give myself grace. And I encourage all moms out there and all moms to be to really give yourself permission to not be perfect. There's really no such thing. But you know, if I could structure the perfect day at this time in my life right now, um, I would definitely wake up around, you know, 630 without an alarm. I'm a morning person. I cherish the mornings. So I would wake up at 630 before everyone else in my house and, you know, have two hours to myself to just have my me time. And I have learned that that the mom guilt is very real. So Winnie is awake. I don't want to be doing things that aren't with her. And I'm sure that's something I'll continue to work through. But I would love to have, Mm -hmm. you know, two hours in the morning where, you know, she's still sleeping, and I can have that time to myself to 
you know, for prayer, meditation, exercise, reading, journaling, taking a shower, right? <laughs> you know, she would get up, let's say 8.30. I would love to have some family time, breakfast, you know, get her ready for the day. Um, I would love to, after that, dive into like three to four hours of work. I'm very big on, and anyone who, you know, follows my journey, I'm very big on building your business around your life. And so mm-hmm. one of my, you know, big values is time and really working to create a business where I'm not working more than four hours a day. So I'd love to have a chunk of, you know, work in, you know, mid, late morning, early afternoon, because I do love, love, love what I do. So I'd love that to be a combination of coaching and creating and managing my team and then get back into family time after that, get outside, go for hikes. We live in just a beautiful town. So really taking advantage of the nature here. And then, you know, five o'clock rolls around. I'd love to enjoy a glass of champagne on our, you know, balcony, watching the sunset <laughs> over the mountains and come in for a, you know, family dinner, enjoy a healthy dinner that would be prepared by, you know, the in-home chef we are going to have one day because I'm <laughs> yes. not a good I cook. I love that you threw that in there. <laughs> not a good cook. So yeah, goals, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, wind down with the family, maybe take a walk around the neighborhood and read some books to the, you know, little one and give her a bath and have some time alone with my husband after she goes to bed and be in bed by 930. <laughs> I'm a super simple person. And that is like, that's the perfect day in my book. It sounds incredible. <laughs> We're very similar. I'm a morning person too. So and the 930 bedtime, I like that as well. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> All of those things. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. And I love to ask that question because it is fun to see what everyone says. And Everyone like hits very similar notes, but there's always just like a fun little spin on it. So I appreciate that, Court. As we wrap up, make sure let's just go ahead and tell people where they can find you because I know that you guys, if you are looking to start a business or if you're looking for inspiration as far as like the business and entrepreneurship world, Courtney is amazing to follow, but just like lifestyle. And she posts a ton of stuff about lifestyle and being a mom and just all of that stuff too. So I think you could find value in following her in many ways. So tell us where to find you on Instagram, I assume. Um, And then we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah, definitely come connect with me on Instagram. Shoot me a DM, say hello. Let me know you found me through um, this podcast and I'd love to connect with you. It's just at Courtney Tucker with an underscore at the end. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Courtney. I hope you guys loved listening to this. Be sure that you tag us and tell us your biggest takeaways or message Courtney and I with questions. We would love to interact and engage with you about this topic. It's a really good one. And I think that there are so many nuggets that people can take away from this. So thank you, Court, for being here. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, you guys, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. Share some love for today's episode with a rate, review, and subscribe. And don't forget, take a screenshot of this episode for your Instagram. Tag me at Chelsea Caller and tell me your fave takeaway. I'll be talking to you again real soon, girlfriend. But until then, be damn happy and damn healthy.